0: To learn why enterprises choose SixthSense, Sense, visit SixSense.com. Uh,
1: well, I've had one of these uh, Wacom tablets for a while, uh, and then I had to, to reinstall it to get it working on a new computer. That's Robert Heaton.
0: He's a software engineer with Stripe. The research we're discussing today is titled Wacom Drawing
1: Tablets Track the Name of Every Application That You Open. So I, I downloaded the drivers, I plugged it in, and I, as I was installing the drivers, it said, please could you accept our privacy policy? And I found that quite surprising because a tablet is essentially a mouse. So I was like, well, why does a mouse need a privacy policy? So I know no one ever actually reads these things, but I did. Um, and <laughs> to be fair, it was, it was, quite, it was quite clear sort of in the standard of these kinds of things. Uh, but it said, we sort of want to send a bit of an information to Google Analytics. It's not very much, don't worry. And so I was like, mm, this is this seems worth looking into. Uh, so so I did, I, it was quite quite simple to do. I just um, set up a proxy to route the traffic through a program called Burp Suite so that I could have a look at the information. Uh, and as I wrote, it it turned out that they were sending, most interestingly, the name of of every program uh, that I opened, that, that I tabbed to. Which I found quite surprising.
0: Yeah, I mean, let, let's dig into that. I think, I think, like you, I on the one hand, I think I would be surprised that something like a tablet like this, as you say, similar to a mouse, would require some sort of privacy statement. I suppose on the other hand, um, it doesn't surprise me that anything has a privacy statement these days in the world we live in. <laughs> Is that your sense as well? I
1: suppose so, but I still, I still did find it. Quite jarring. I think. I think. I would say if it did, if it didn't connect to the internet in any way and didn't send any information anywhere, I'm very much not a lawyer, but I would expect it not to need one.
0: Well, let's go through some of the details of uh, mm. how you were able to see what
1: exactly they were sending home. Uh, sure. Using a a technique and a tool called a proxy, uh, and it just means that instead of having the traffic go directly from the program from the Wacom driver. To their servers i instead said okay could you please just send it via um something a, a program that i was running uh, on my local computer as i said as i mentioned before this program is called burp suite so the way you use it is you you start burp suite on your your laptop or your computer and you say okay listen on localhost just locally on the computer on a port it doesn't really matter what port and then uh, you tell your your system in this case, just saying, okay, could you send all HTTP or HTTPS traffic via this proxy? So that means that instead of again, instead of sending its traffic directly to Wacom or to Google Analytics, the driver, because it was well behaved, it respected these settings. It would send that traffic to Burp Suite. And Burp Suite could could log it just to the screen so that I could see what it was, and then it would just send it off to the place where it was originally intended to go. One sort of other interesting thing you have to make sure to get right here is because this traffic is uh, TLS encrypted, that means that uh, the Wacom driver is expecting to receive a TLS certificate, it's called, um, that is valid for I think it's google analyticscom uh, And obviously, because I'm not Google, I don't have that kind of certificate available. Uh, so you have to, to self-sign a certificate Um, meaning you generate a fake authority who is allowed to to sign these things, you tell your computer, it's okay, trust certificates that come from this authority. And then you tell burp to present this certificate. So the Wacom driver receives this, this certificate that is signed by your sort of fake certificate authority, but it's fine with that it says, Okay, this looks great, I'm happy to complete a TLS connection with you. Uh, And then everything proceeds as I described it before.
0: And so in terms of, of the information that was being sent back and forth, what sort of view did you have into that?
1: Uh, you could just see the exact contents of the HTTP requests uh, that were going out to Google Analytics, uh, which, as I said, the most, so you could just see um, the exact data that it, that was going. The, as I said, the most interesting part was very much these um, the, the names of the programs that you were tabbing to.
0: I suppose on the one hand, I could see a company like Wacom being able to use this sort of information. I could see them saying, well, we want to make sure that our product works with a variety of software packages out there. And one of the best ways for us to do that is to know what people are using our products with so that we don't end up having a bunch of people using something that we haven't tested for. I could see that being a reasonable explanation from their point of view but uh, still raises some flags for you.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I absolutely believe that that was, that was the purpose behind this and that it's not like they were getting this data and then doing something evil or horrendous with it. That they, they did just want to know how their product works and that's sort of a natural thing to want to do. I feel like that just doesn't give you the right to, to take this information. This is still surprising information that people were, were quite unhappy that was being um, taken from them. And I think something that I was... I was thinking about is that it's almost unfortunate for Wacom that their product in its natural state, the natural way that it works, doesn't require them to send these HTTP requests. If you're just some kind of SaaS product that then like, I don't know, Asana or Trello or or literally anything, then in order to use your product, the users have to send you data. They have to tell you what they want, how they want to interact with your product. So you get this usage information automatically. And it's almost just unfortunate for Wacom that their product doesn't require that. So when they try and do that, it seems surprising and jarring.
0: Now, with the tools that you were using, um, would it have been uh, within your capabilities to simply shut off the flow, to, to to interrupt that data being sent back to them?
1: Yeah, certainly. There's several ways to do that. I mean, and, and again, to, to Wacom's credit, I, I very much think this is not something they should do, but to their credit, it's... It's something you can just turn off in the driver settings. You can say, uh, I, w- "I think it's called the Wacom Experience Program." I don't want to. I don't want to participate in this. And if you click no, as far as I know, I'm sure it just stops sending this data. But then, alternative ways, if you didn't trust that or you wanted something more some sort of broad and, and far-reaching, you could, for example, probably the easiest way is if you if you used something like a, a device, some software called a pie Hole that I believe you put on your network. And you do your DNS resolutions um, via that. So DNS is when you say you want to talk to a domain, say, googleanalytics.com. Your computer or the, the internet backbone, it doesn't really understand domain names. It doesn't say, okay, I'm going to route this to um, to googleanalytics.com. It only understands IP addresses. So in order to send data to Google Analytics, first your computer does a DNS lookup. So it asks a DNS server what is the IP address for this domain? And then it will say, oh, it's whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe the way that these kinds of devices work is that you, you send your DNS requests via, via them, um, which means that it can either send the request onto a real DNS server to get a real response, or, or it can just black hole it and say, I'm going to throw this away or just return gibberish or something like that. And that would mean that your entire computer or potentially any device on your network would be unable to figure out where on the internet googleanalytics.com is, which means that none of them would ever be able to talk to it.
0: Now, when you posted this uh, blog post, uh, did you expect uh, to get the the attention that you've gotten here? There's been uh, quite uh, some widespread uh,
1: uh, light shown on what you discovered. I actually sort of did. I felt like um, I've, I've had a, I've found a couple of things like this in the past, which have all been quite received similar uh, sorts of interest. Um, I think my favourite one was I think a year a year or two ago, which was a, another a Chrome extension called Stylish, which is it was a wonderful Chrome extension where you could add custom CSS rules to change the way that different websites look. Um, mm. Except, and it was it was just wonderful. It means you could hide distracting bits of Facebook or hide change the colour of a background or something like that. But at the same time, it just secretly logged the URL, the full URL of every single website that you visited and sent it back to their mm-hmm. servers and nefarious tracking reasons. Uh, and so this was something I discovered just by chance. And I wrote about it and published it. And that was, uh, it was a, a very similar reaction where people were just just sad and upset that this thing they liked was taking data from them. I think that is much more nefarious, in my opinion, than what this Wacom product is doing. But... I think it's something that people find suspicious and don't like and get upset when they find out what's happening. Has there been any response from Wacom themselves? I think they, they did write a blog post that I actually only found recently, just, just explaining ba- basically what you were suggesting before, where they're saying, well, we, look, we just want, we want to know how our device is used, um, it's all anonymous, et cetera, et cetera. Um, which again, I, I get it. It's fair enough, but I just don't think. I still don't think it gives you the right to to take this data like that.
0: Ideally, how would you like to see them set this up? What would be a a way for them to to do this that would that you would find acceptable?
1: Shortly after I published this, I installed. I actually set up a new iPhone. And as part of that installation process, you, you set up your name and email address and all of that. And then there's a very big screen that says, do you want to send analytics data to Apple? And it, I think it tells you something about what that might involve. Uh, and you can just click, yes, I do or no, I do not. And that, that's it. That's the end of it. And I think that that was quite pleasantly Clear. I, I sort of I understood that. I felt like, well, I personally never send people data like that. But I could see someone saying, well, actually, I don't. I'm happy to send this this stuff to, if it makes products better.
0: So, so that sort of thing, rather than, uh, I suppose, you know, burying it within a, an end user license agreement to be overt about it and, and really require some sort of a, an acknowledgement or a response from the
1: user. That's the sort of thing that uh, that you. Find more uh, more appropriate. I think so. And in, and in this situation, to be fair, again, the, the um, installing the driver did require you to to say yes. I would like to join the the Wacom Experience program. But it's no one really knows what that is. They, it to me, it looked like something you had to click yes, otherwise the product just wouldn't work, which is not true. You could click no, but it very much didn't look like that. It was very unclear. Um, in fact, someone said to me. Oh, well, if, you, if you're interested in this, you'll be interested in, I think it was a, the Logitech mouse that does something very similar. So I got all excited. I downloaded some Logitech drivers and I started installing them. And they actually did exactly what I just described for Apple, where they, they said in they had one big screen saying, is it OK if we send um, analytics to ourselves? You can click no if you want, and that's fine and again it was it was quite open up front and so it kind of i think that's a good way to approach it although in that uh, situation it did spoil my fun
0: it it really is interesting how it seems as though as awareness of these sorts of things increases there's more subtlety here the the things that people find acceptable versus what uh, what they don't what what they find just creepy it seems like we're 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 establishing what the norms should be we're we're starting to to settle in on uh, what people are willing to accept and, and are not?
1: I think so. I think it's generally fair enough for an application or a device to to record some information of some sort about the way that you use it specifically, like not not how you interact with other things on your system or anything like that, but just the w- the way that you use it. I, I personally, again, given a choice, I don't give anyone any of this information. But I think at that point, it's it's sort of fair enough. But then I, I sort of think about it where I feel like this on case is quite convenient, whereas it was very easy to find. Um, it was even in their terms of service, and it was very surprising and upsetting to people. But if you think about the data that the, the much larger companies and more ubiquitous ones like Facebook and Google and so on are collecting, that's much harder to track. You can't sort of just put a proxy on your computer and they say, "Ah, I've got you, now I can write a blog post that will get everyone very interested and so on it's instead maybe they're sort of purchasing some data from over here or they're getting this data and joining it up from two different products that um, you but you use both on their services so it's almost more concerning i think and has more impact but is harder to to pinpoint and harder to to reason about because it's much murkier
0: what is your advice uh for people who who feel like they, they want to have a better view into these sorts of things and they're in their day-to-day to, to, uh, to have a sense for what's being collected.
1: Do you have any, any hmm. tips for folks? I would suggest just start by, if something asks for access to something, I, do, I personally just almost always click no until there's, there's some very useful uh, reason for it. If you want to access my contacts, no. If you want to access the camera, no. Um, and eventually, maybe if you prove that your reliability and trustworthiness and usefulness, then maybe we can, I can start sharing some information there. No matter what you think about the the sort of economic trade offs of using ad blockers, I think it's just I think you just have to use ad blockers um, at the moment to 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 stop yourself getting tracked as much um, all around the internet. Uh, I've noticed recently that I don't know if this is a new thing, but the large social media companies like Facebook and Twitter have these pages where you can view the information that they, or at least some of the information that they have on you, uh, which is quite eye-opening. I think there's actually a lot that they don't show you as well, but it shows you, for example, what companies have given them your email and said, oh yeah, this person's my customer, or what companies have sent Facebook additional information um, about you. And that's just quite interesting, uh, if nothing else.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It really is. uh, It's eye-opening, I think. Indeed.
1: uh, Yeah. Uh, It's it's always just a a, a trade-off with these things, I feel, between The amount of effort you're willing to put in to get a particular kind of reward and and that's particularly difficult here because the rewards are so vague and amorphous and difficult to to evaluate Uh, like if you're willing to use disposable email addresses um, for everything and maybe you use tor for everything as well then your life will be harder and but you'll also be tracked less across the internet so it's whether that's a worthwhile trade-off for you That's Robert Heaton. He's a software engineer with Stripe.
0: The research we discussed today is titled, Wacom Drawing Tablets Track the Name of Every Application That You Open. We'll have a link in the show notes. And now, a message from Cyberbit. Mastering cybersecurity is like mastering a sport.